MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Every Day Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Every Day Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Episode 536 of the VEASAN Market Insights Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Applebaum. Here we are, guys. The madness is officially upon us. Uh, a great weekend overall, guys. I tell you what, we got a lot to get to today. The bracket is out. I have an interesting take here on, number one, how to create a contrarian bracket. I have an article here uh, at VEASAN kind of uh, thinking about, hey, if you want to win your bracket pool, you got to differentiate yourself. So we're going to talk about how to take advantage of, um, obviously, you know, futures prices versus kind of what the public is thinking. Uh, hint, hint, they're all going to be on Gonzaga. So we're going to look at some other teams that might have a decent shot to cut down the nets to make you win your bracket. Because, again, you do what everyone else is doing. I know, um, who is it? Uh, Warren Buffett mentioned this, but, you know, the herd mentality. Once something, everyone comes onto it and, you know, is, is really buzzing about something, it loses its value. So we want to be kind of against that big, you know, walk into a bar, everyone's got Gonzaga to cut down the nets. And if they do, you tip your cap. But we got some I have an interesting take on how to approach a contrarian bracket and how to fill out your bracket. Do you start at the outside? I don't know, do you? You're always taught to start at the outside. I maybe have a take on uh, your starting point that might be a little different than other people. We're going to talk contrarian bracket. We're also going to talk fishy lines. Uh, I'm not going to go through every single game here, guys. We have a little bit of time you know, to let the bets build up. There are different ways to bet March Madness. So, again, favorites, early dogs, late. But I do have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine fishy lines. Fishy lines or early sharp moves. So I want to hit on that. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Tom Brady. Uh, you know, it was crazy. I was at the DraftKings studio yesterday. It was really, really just a great time here. I want to thank Jesse Cofield, who was an awesome co-host, and, and Julian Edlow, who was great to work with as well. Uh, we're doing our, our March Madness show, which is fantastic. I'm, you know, it's like I'm grinding back my old days when I used to live in Boston. So I came in, you know, found some parking. Thank God uh, parking's free on Sundays in Boston. Uh, but went in there, had a great show, and then halfway through the show, Tom Brady, of course, has to steal the spotlight and announce that he's coming back. So I think everyone else, all of us, at least me, thought that it was just super annoying. Like, dude, like, do you know March Madness is going on right now? Do you have to hijack the spotlight every single time? So you guys know me. If you don't, I'm born and raised New Englander. I grew up in Western Mass, the Berkshires, tiny town called Lanesboro. Brady's the GOAT. Gave me the best memories and greatest victories in my life. But what is up with you, Tom Brady? Like, number one, why even announce you're going to retire in the first place? And number two, uh, you change your mind like a split second. 
Like, what is going on? And then, again, of course, to make matters worse, he does it on March Madness Day, kind of stealing the thunder from uh, March Madness. So, Brady, uh, what are you doing, man? That was really annoying to me personally. Uh, but also, you have the NFL tampering today, so there's a lot going on. It's not just March Madness, but starting to hear some uh, some free agent signings that can't be official until a few days from now, but a lot of excitement there. Uh, and then also, you know, looking back toward Friday in the weekend, uh, guys, on Friday, 10 and 8 from the pod, minus 0.29 units. So, unfortunately, we came up short from our, you know, stacking positive units every single day. But finish off the week last week, I looked at the numbers, 57 and 29, plus 13.88 units. So, we had a great week overall. Uh, sadly, our biting uh, win streak came to an end. You knew at some point it would. 2-2, two and two, we got Yusuf and Yadong, lost Roberson and Mutinho. Mutinho, who I f- uh, found out is actually from Milford, Mass. Should have known that. But he lost to a 42-year-old. I mean, come on, Mutino. Uh, but anyway, guys, looking back to yesterday, I don't know if anyone tuned into the Lombardi line, but a couple teachable moments to take away from yesterday. So uh, it was a really good day in terms of, you know, kind of the, the philosophies that we preach. So number one, did anyone have uh, Yale and Princeton? Did anyone have Yale in the points? A lot of these books were, uh, you know, three and a half. Everyone loading up on Princeton, but that three and a half stayed three and a half or even fell down to three. So classic uh, contrarian reverse line move there to Yale. You might have taken the points and cash that thing outright. Richmond was another line freeze, public all over Davidson, uh, but yet that line open, minus three and a half Davidson, or even minus four, got down to three and a half, any three and a half didn't move at all, so another line freeze where Richmond came through for the team, and then some incredible fade the trendy dog plays. Number one, Tennessee. Uh, I was looking at that bet type, and this is, again, something we can apply as we get to March Madness, but Texas A&M had rolled through their conference tournament, the SEC tournament. They'd cashed a bunch of tickets as a dog outright. Uh, They beat Arkansas getting six. They beat Auburn getting nine. They beat Florida getting two and a half. So when it comes to Tennessee, this is what we talk about trendy dogs. Everyone is riding these Texas A&M tickets because they were having all these upsets. But guys, this game opened Tennessee laying six and a half, pretty much stayed six and a half. I know some shops crept down to six, but the whole point there was almost 80% of bets were on Texas A&M. So again, we want to be against the trendy dogs. We want to be uh, on our hazmat disgusting dogs like Yale, uh, like Richmond, but when a team gets overvalued like that, and here's the other key, the line move. I know it was six and a half to six at some shops, but you know, pretty much it didn't move at all. You know, if it fell, you know, down to, I don't know, four or or you know, four and a half, four, three and a half, then okay, maybe it wasn't just public. But to me, that was a pure recency bias play on Texas AM having cashed a bunch of tickets, a super trendy dog that we wanted to fade, a line freeze opportunity where Tennessee was only getting, you know, 20% of bets, but the line really didn't move at all. So Tennessee laying the points. Talked about that one on Lombardi line. I know a few of you guys did as well, but a great fade the trendy dog hit with Tennessee. And then Memphis Houston. I know this one caused a lot of questions here, but I money lined Houston. And here's the thing, guys. Uh, public was was Memphis, but here's the other thing. You know, it opened at Memphis getting five, it closed at three and a half. So if you got Memphis, uh, you know, at five, four and a half, even like a four, you beat the closing line. But once that thing got all the way down to three and a half, to me it was, I don't want to play a bad number on Memphis because I missed that good triggering number at, you know, five or, or four and a half. It became a buy low opportunity on, to me, a low money line price on Houston. Uh, I got Houston on the money line. I think they're like minus 170. So Houston came through. And then my only loss yesterday, it was a really good day, four and one. Uh, my only loss was uh, Purdue. Uh, Purdue, man, they've let me down so many times. And Iowa has been a team that uh, I've kind of been, I don't know, talking crap about. And, you know, I bet we bet against them a couple times in cash. But Iowa's a hot team right now. So we'll talk about that uh, in terms of maybe a Cinderella. I don't know if you could call them a Cinderella, but they're not a top seed. But, man, they're playing great basketball right now. But Purdue did go minus one up to minus two and a half. I money lined them when they were minus two. Even touched three, I think, at some shops. Of course, Iowa wins outright. But uh, anyway, guys, Sunday, if you had Yale, if you had Richmond, if uh, you faded the trendy dog with Tennessee, you bought low on Houston, it was a pretty good day on Sunday overall. So, uh, of course, guys, a lot to get to. So before we start talking contrarian bracket, before we start, you know, wetting our whistle here with some uh, early fishy lines in March Madness, and again, I would just be, you know, saying to yourself, you're not going to bet every single game today, guys. There's a there's some time to let these bets build up, but I think we want to be aware of these fishy numbers and then allow ourselves to monitor them. Let let the public come in. Remember, you know, lines at first drop, like, we'll get to in a second about Michigan. Michigan's an 11 seed against Colorado State. At DraftKings, when we were doing the show, Michigan opened at a pick against Colorado State. That was fishy to me because on an 11 versus 6, shouldn't, shouldn't the 6 Colorado State you know, be a three-point favorite, a four-point favorite, open to pick them. That told me something. And then we saw Michigan get steamed up to minus two and a half, minus three. So early numbers, as soon as these lines dropped, to me, these are pure sharp numbers by respected bettors because public really isn't betting these games yet. They're going to wait until Thursday and probably bet a lot the day of. Uh, If there are moves you're seeing right now, 
they're again, and there could be head fakes. You know, Billy Walters was the king of this. You hit one side, you didn't really like that side, but you moved it so you can come back at higher limits on the other side, which was your true position. Uh, but again, these early numbers and these early moves to me are vast majority sharp moves from uh, from respected betters who set their own numbers. And maybe they said, "Hey, Michigan, Colorado State, we have it as a two point Michigan favorite line." You know, it's a pick 'em. Hammer Michigan State early, or sorry, Michigan early. So we'll walk our way through these, uh, and we'll also get our blueprint down. I do have an article coming out, Veasan.com, uh, but a lot to get to. Also, want to comment on the first four. Uh, there's a really interesting trend betting system in terms of totals for the first four games. So we'll hit on that, uh, and then of course we'll we'll kind of talk about how you know to me personally. Uh, pay attention to the betting lines, not the seeding. I think one thing that the public falls into is bet the higher seed, bet the chalk. They're a higher seed for a reason. They got to win. But remember, we're talking about who's covering. And I think if you bet based on seeds, you're going to get caught in some tough spots. Really, to me, the betting market is the great equalizer. The seeding is, you know, uh, based on the committee. So these are humans who make human mistakes. Uh, Whereas the betting market is pretty much driven by a supercomputer. Uh, you know, with these models and algorithms that the bookmakers have. So to me, uh, lean on the betting market over the seeding. The seeding is really what we talk about all the time. You know, betting uh, unranked teams versus ranked teams or, you know, fishy lines where, you know, an unranked team is favored or, you know, the seeding is weird. Why is the 10 uh, favored over the five? Stuff like that. So all these tips don't feel like you got to learn them all today. We'll talk over the next few days. Uh, our way through a lot of these games. But again, we're going to hit on contrarian bracket, how to build a contrarian bracket, fishy lines. And then we actually do have some sweats today. So it's not just a a homework day. There's only one NHL game, but I got to play. And I got five in the NBA. It's a big NBA night. So we'll talk about that. I got some totals. I got a money line and I got a spread. So we'll we'll hit on that uh, toward the second half of the pod. But real quick, guys, housekeeping as always. If you're listening to this pod, it's really the best time of year. I cannot wait to, uh, you know, hop on my plane Wednesday night and get out to Vegas for the first round of the, of the tournament. Hope to see all you there. I've gotten a lot of messages from you guys. So really excited to sweat some games with you. Uh, I'll be staying at the South Point, actually. I thought it might be Mandalay Bay, but I'll be posted up at the South Point. But I will be going to Mandalay Bay. I'll be going to Circa quite a bit as well. But first thing you got to do, guys, sign up for the VEASAN newsletter. If you haven't done it yet, you got to do it. If you're listening to this pod, it means you care about betting, you want to get better. Uh, and what we're going to do at VEASAN is give you all the information tips, data, strategies, uh, advice that you need, allow you to make the smartest bet that you can. Of course, we're never going to say this is a lock. This is a guarantee. It doesn't exist. Anyone who tells you that uh, is wrong. Is trying to dupe you. Maybe they're tout. Maybe they're Vegas Dave with a 50-unit bomb. Uh, but no, we're going to give you the info, and you're going to use that to your advantage, and we're going to give you the guidance to help you uh, make the smartest bet that you can. But it all starts with the newsletter, guys. The newsletter is jam-packed right now, and it costs you nothing. It's $0. So uh, that's pretty good return on investment from something that is free. But sign up, VEASAN.com slash newsletter. You'll stay plugged into everything that's going on uh, at VEASAN and for March Madness right now. Uh, we do have in the newsletter every single day my Market Insights column, giving you sharp reports. I wrote about some fishy lines for today's sharp report. We get a rundown of all the shows that day, the guests, and the hosts. You're going you're gonna to get Adam Burke's blurbs. You're going to get promos for legal sports books. Again, get ready, guys. Today's kind of a slow day. So if you've been waiting to set up that extra account at that sports book so you can have multiple outs, Maybe today's a good day to do it before the madness really comes upon us. You don't want to be behind the eight ball when everything gets going here. Uh, but you also get, of course, Dave Tooley's uh, ATS report. Uh, you'll get Andy McNeil's daily NHL column, JVT's daily NBA. And if you want to take that next step in your sports betting journey, again, I've been saying this for like two weeks now. It costs the same as it did two weeks ago. So hopefully you guys got in on it. Even if you haven't, it's still worth it. Only $19. Again, that's a beer and, and, and a tip. That's a beer and, uh, you know, two, maybe two beers and a tip or a burger and a beer. Uh, it costs you a very low amount, guys, and it'll allow you to stay plugged into everything that we offer right now, which I, I, I got to tell you, I'm seeing behind the scenes what VEASAN's doing. I'm really proud of it so far. So become a member, only 19 bucks Gets you covered now until they cut down the nets. Uh, it's a great way to test out VEASAN. You'll get our bracket strategy guide, our uh, VEASAN conference, uh, or VEASAN uh, March Madness betting guide for the tournament, daily best bet emails, live stream of all the shows, Everything behind the VEASAN.com paywall, low bets, higher dollars, all included there with the VEASAN all-access membership. So give it a shot. It's a great promo right now, only $19. That's VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Then, of course, get on Twitter. Twitter's where the betting never ends. Twitter blew up. Uh, Again, there are moments on Twitter where things go nuts. It was the uh, intersection of Tom Brady crashing the party, announcing he's going to return, coinciding with the March Madness you know, unveiling of Selection Sunday. So, uh, again, it's sometimes fun to be on Twitter at those times, but really, guys, Twitter's a breaking news uh, information source. we got to be the first to know about breaking news, injuries, uh, scratch starting pitchers. Thank God baseball is now back. 
uh, which, uh, again, can't believe it took them this long, but I'll take it. Uh, you also follow local beat reporters, create a gambling community through direct messaging people. Make sure you get on Twitter, follow at VEASAN Live, the mothership. You can follow me at Josh underscore insights. Uh, and you can always email me, josh at VEASAN.com. Questions, comments, suggestions, anything I can do to help, you let me know. I'd be happy to help. Uh, so before we dive into um, some fishy lines here that I want to hit on, just to kind of wet our whistle for March Madness, I wanted to hit on how to create a contrarian bracket. So I think this is important, guys. Number one, a lot of us have been filling out brackets forever. I mean, I was filling out brackets, I feel like, back in high school, old school Yahoo. Uh, but I've been doing it forever, middle school even. Um, but I think the one important thing when you're filling out a bracket is knowing that, hey, if I do what everyone else does, I'm probably not going to win. More often than not, the public loses. They're betting based on gut instinct and bias. We'll get to just going contrarian in general, which is a great strategy in March Madness because you have a lot of bettors who may not have grinded with us all season long through the ups and downs early in college basketball, getting hot at the right time. But they're going to just want to get in on the fun. So what are they going to do? They're probably not going to do much research. They're probably not going to look at the line movement. They're probably not going to look at percentages and Ken Palm numbers. They're going to bet very quickly, gut instinct, you know, who's the higher seed, who has the better record, uh, who's the bigger name school, who's the more popular school. I'm going to bet my alma mater, by the way, UVM, we'll get to them in a second, uh, who are going dancing once again, and they did fall Arkansas against Arkansas, plus five and a half to plus five. But the whole point, guys, is guess who everyone's going to, uh, you know, pick for their champion? Uh, you know, newsflash, Gonzaga. Gonzaga's the number one team, uh, number one seed overall. Gonzaga's been a trendy team. They were Cinderella, now they've become a power uh, powerhouse here. But, and again, I'll wait and see because I am in a Yahoo pool with some friends. I'm in an ESPN pool. I'm in a CBS pool, so I got all these different ones. I entered uh, a couple names for Meadow, uh, a couple brackets for my uh, my fiance Elise. So the whole point is, guys, a lot of these brackets will give you percentages of you know who America is picking. So here's another way to go contrarian. Everyone's going to pick Gonzaga. And I say everyone, but I would say 90% of people are going to have Gonzaga as their champion. So if you want to be contrarian, and again, I think it is kind of weird. I, I want to say the last four or five years, the one seed has won the whole thing. But prior to that, it was kind of a bit rare that the one seed would win. Uh, here's the thing. If Gonzaga wins it all, we're going to lose as, as we're going to lose our contrarian bracket because everyone's going to have them. Uh, they're going to win. That's something that that's the gamble that we're taking here. Um, so we're going to be betting against Gonzaga. But here's the thing. If Gonzaga does win, the public's going to split the winnings. You know, the books are going to take a hit. You're just going to have to say to yourself, Hey, if I want to be different, I have to have to have a different champion. So here's another thing, guys, when you're building your bracket, if you want to build a contrarian bracket, a lot of people, as soon as they get the bracket, which, by the way, just go to vsin.com in the newsletter as well. We have a printable bracket. So if you're looking for one of those, it's in the newsletter today. It's a really great one here with the Vsin logo here. So I'll be using that one, of course. Uh, so just a tip if you're looking for a good bracket to print and fill out, it's at vsin.com. But anyway, everyone gets their bracket, and, and everyone, what they first do is they go to the edges. They go to the left side and the right side. They start with around round of 64. They go through all their games. They start on the outside. They work their way in. If you want to build a contrarian bracket, you want to start from the middle and work yourself out. And I know this is kind of like, what's he talking about? What's going on here? The whole point is, guys, you know, the outside um, games, the round of 64, you're only going to get, you know, a point or two, you know, depending on your, um, you know, your, your bracket and your contest, you're going to get a low amount of points for winning those games. Uh, you're going to get the most points by getting your champion right, by getting your final four right. Uh, again, you know, round of 64, you, maybe you get one point. Round of 32, you get two points. Uh, you know, what, what's after that sweet 16, you get three, you see what I'm saying? You get more points each round. So therefore getting your champion, right. Is much more meaningful than getting the outside games, right? Obviously we all want to win our outside games as well, but think of it this way. If you're on jeopardy and I know, uh, James Holhauser, who, uh, was the, the jeopardy champion there, he would go for the, you know, uh, the highest, you know, payout, uh, jeopardy clues, like the, the thousand dollar clues. Whereas I think a lot of people on jeopardy, they start with the one hundreds, but of course the, the bigger clues are more meaningful because you'll take it away from someone else and you'll set yourself up to win the whole thing. It's more important to get the big ones right. So start in the middle, pick your champion, and then you can kind of work your way out. But but here's the thing. When you start in the middle and pick your champion, I'm not picking Gonzaga. Again, they are at this point plus 300. They're the, the, the favorite here to cut down the nets. If they win it all, we're going to tip our cap to the public. The books are going to take a hit. Everyone who says, yeah, just just ride Gonzaga, ride the chalk. And then we'll say, hey, you were right. You were, sometimes the public is right. But as contrarians, we want to differentiate ourselves because if Gonzaga gets knocked off, everybody loses. We want to still be alive. We want to be different. We want to have, um, you know, basically we want to set ourselves up from differentiating ourselves from the pack. So here's where it gets interesting to me, guys. Uh, as a contrarian, I can't play Gonzaga as a champ because everyone's going to play them. So here are some options that I would look at. First option, obviously, Arizona. 
Uh, Arizona is your second seed here. Uh, Ken Palm has the second rate ranked team in the country. They are plus 600. So they have the second best futures price. So just the quickest, easiest way to differentiate yourself is to take Arizona, a team that I'm pretty high on in general. Uh, also, if you want to differentiate yourself, how about Kentucky? Uh, Kentucky, which is really interesting. We are talking about this on the DraftKings selection show yesterday. They actually have the third best odds, I believe, either third or fourth best odds uh, to win the whole thing, or sorry, to make the final four. They actually have better odds to make the final four than Kansas and Baylor. And what's why is that important? Because Kentucky's a two seed, and they have better odds to go to the final four than a couple one seeds. So the market is telling you Kentucky is a team to look out for. The analytics really like Kentucky. And of course, you know they lose uh, kind of somewhat early in that conference tournament game, so you're kind of buying on on buying low on them as well. They're plus eight fifty. Uh, Baylor is interesting to me. They're your fifth ranked team based on Ken Palm. They're plus twelve hundred. Uh, Kansas would also be a look. They're your sixth-ranked team based on Ken Palm. They're plus 950. So here's what I'm looking at, guys. Uh, and I do a bunch of different brackets. I think uh, if, if whatever you want to do, you do what you do what you want to do and what you're comfortable with. But because I'm going to have multiple brackets, I'm going to have Arizona as a champion in one of my bracket. I'm going to have Kentucky as a champion in one of my bracket. And I'm going to have uh, either Baylor or Kansas. I'm kind of leaning Kansas here just based on the futures prices. Baylor had a better number than Kansas, and now Kansas has overlapped them plus 950. So, uh, whole point here, guys, is if you want to win your bracket, you got to be different. You can't do what the crowd is doing. The crowd's going to do Gonzaga. So, therefore, I'm looking at, of course, as we mentioned, Arizona plus 600, Kentucky plus 850, and then Baylor, Kansas. Baylor, they've had some injuries here, and they had a really early exit, which I actually kind of want to buy low on. But I'm thinking Kansas uh, plus 950. So, Arizona, Kentucky, Kansas. If we can just get one of those to hit, we're going to win our bracket because a very rare, uh, low amount of people, I think, will have those teams there. So just wanted to mention that. That's kind of a – and I have the whole extended uh, article at Beeson.com, how to create a contrarian bracket. But, again, set yourself from the from the pack. If you want to win your bracket pool, you got to be different. That means picking a team like Arizona, Kentucky, uh, or Kansas, maybe Baylor too. Uh, so with that being said, uh, a couple fishy numbers, then we're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back with some games today because there's games I want to sweat today. Uh, but first one on the board, uh, hit on this quick – but Michigan, uh, Michigan was a game. This is your uh, Michigan. I mentioned this earlier, but they're the 11 seed. Colorado State is the six seed. So right off the bat, shouldn't the six seed be favored over the 11 seed? That's not what's happening. I'm looking for fishy numbers, guys. I want to bet on things that don't make sense. The easiest one is if the higher seed is favored, public's going to be like, oh, easy play. Take the lower seed. By lower, I mean better seed. Uh, they're getting points. These are these are kind of basically trendy dogs that we want to bet against. So Colorado State, we'll see how the betting market um, kind of reacts to this because the percentages are, are pretty low right now. I think they're going to be much more accurate when we get closer to uh, you know Wednesday, Thursday, basically. But early moves to Michigan. They open at a pick at, uh, at DraftKings. They've been bet up to minus two and a half, even I think touch three at one shot. So the line's going to the 11 seed over the six seed. That's fishy, guys. Seems like it should be the other way around. I'm looking at Michigan there. Another thing, I'll be money lining all these short favorites. You know me, especially this time of year with the madness. You get ready. There's going to be buzzer beaters. Uh, maybe Michigan is down at the buzzer, down with three seconds left. Uh, down by one, they hit a, a two-point shot to win it. Pre protect yourself there as well. So, again, I'm, the whole point here is fishy lines and looking for higher seeds or worse seeds that are favored over better seeds. We want to take advantage of that. So I'm looking at Michigan first one. Next one for me, Memphis. Uh, Memphis is playing Boise State. Memphis is the nine seed. Boise is the eight seed. Uh, Memphis opened as a one and a half or two point favorite. They've been bet up to minus two and a half. So the line is going toward the nine seed, not the eight seed. So I'll be looking at Memphis in this spot as well. Here's another thing, guys. When you're in your bracket, you're going to get double points or extra points or bonus points for upsets. And when we talk upsets, and this always happens, you know, if the nine beats the eight, Twitter will say, what an upset Memphis beat, you know, nine beats the eight. But in reality, Memphis is the favorite. So, of course, I, just, I, I love seeing this. I, I guarantee you this will happen. There will be an upset like a 9 beats an 8 or Michigan beats Colorado State. And they'll upset, upset. And then people are like, well, they were favored. It wasn't an upset. So, you're going to get that. Just get ready. Your head will explode. Uh, but why is the 9 favored over the 8? And why is the line going to the 9? Give me Memphis there. And, again, getting double points if they pull that off. Because your upsets in your bracket are based on the seeding, not the betting lines. Another one I'm looking at, Virginia Tech. Uh, Virginia Tech is playing Texas. Uh, Virginia Tech is your 11 seed. Texas is your six seed. Why is Texas only minus one? Aren't they begging you to play Texas in this spot? Number six versus 11. Six is only laying a point all day. Lay that point. Uh, but guess what, guys? Uh, kind of a line freeze. I even did, saw some one and a halfs that were down to one. Uh, if I can get a hook back to me, I'd be looking at Virginia Tech fishy number. Why are they only uh, plus one or plus one and a half? Uh, Virginia Tech caught my eye. 
This isn't a fishy number, but you know me, I'm a University of Vermont alum. Public's all over Arkansas. But guess what, guys? Sharp move to UVM. UVM open getting five and a half. They're down to five. So I will be sweating uh, in the flesh. When's that game? That's the 17th. I got to figure out. So that's Thursday, and that is 9.20 p.m. Woo! That's going to be late night in Vegas. I guess it's going to be 6.20, but uh, get ready. Drinks will be flowing. I'm going to be wearing my UVM garb. So uh, if, you, if you're at Circa, look out for the guy. The, probably the only guy wearing UVM gear. Uh, but that was a sharp move toward UVM. Uh, the other thing I look at is line moves toward the worst seed. Like uh, on that one, UVM is the 13. Uh, Arkansas is the 4. Shouldn't the line go to the 4, the better team? It's going to the 13, UVM. So, again, keep an eye on that. Uh, Seton Hall against TCU. Here's another one that was interesting to me. Uh, this is a uh, kind of a sharp line move towards Seton Hall. So Seton Hall is your nine. TCU is your eight. Everyone's on TCU. But yet a lot of these books open to pick them. Now they're up to minus one Seton. Who's the nine? So the line's going to the nine. Pick, uh, you know, pick them to a minus one. I'd be looking at Seton Hall there with some upset points. Another one that caught my eye, Loyola Chicago. Loyola Chicago is playing Ohio State. Loyola Chicago is your 10 seed. Ohio State is your seven seed. This game's a pick them. Uh, at one point, I think even Loyola Chicago was minus one, minus one and a half. It's not kind of back down to a pick them or you see some shops that are at least a couple that are minus one Ohio State. Whole point there is if Ohio State's the seven and Loyola Chicago's the 10, why is this game a pick them? Shouldn't Ohio State be minus three? Another fishy one there. I want to be on Loyola Chicago in that spot. Uh, another notable one, South Dakota State uh, against Providence. South Dakota State is your 13. Providence is your four. Why is Providence only minus two? That's another fishy one. We'll see how these things develop, guys. Um, but that line seems way too low. It seems way too easy to take Providence, uh, the four over the 13. Uh, but why is that line low? It seems low for a reason. So keep an eye on South Dakota State there. I'd also caveat this by do some of these dogs become trendy dogs? Like I am looking at South Dakota State. They're getting like 65% of bets right now. It's low, low ticket count. But I wouldn't automatically run to the window to bet these games I'm talking about. Let's let the, let's let the movement develop here a little bit. Uh, and then a couple more. Uh, Iowa State. Iowa State really struggled there down the stretch. They're playing LSU, but LSU open up laying four and a half. The line's down to four, or even five down to four. So that line is going to Iowa State there. Uh, and again, if you look down the stretch, I know they were terrible down the stretch. I don't see if I can find it. I don't have it in front of me. I know they lost a bunch down the stretch. But also LSU, I think, what did they fire their coach, which is weird. Always weird things happening at LSU. Uh, maybe maybe like Brian Kelly. He didn't. He just didn't have a southern accent down yet. Uh, but anyway, uh, last one for me, fishy line, Miami, Florida. Miami, Florida is playing USC. Uh, USC is your seven. Miami, Florida is your 10. Uh, but yet this game opened. USC only laying one and a half. Everybody and their mothers on USC. The line hasn't moved off one and a half. Tells me liability. Uh, Miami, Florida there at plus one and a half. So again, we talked about these games. Michigan, Memphis, Vatech, UVM, Seton, uh, Loyola Chicago, South Dakota State, Iowa State, Florida State. You don't have to bet these right now. I'm going to take a wait-and-see approach because this is the best time of year to bet against the public, and I don't want to bet a number too early like Michigan, who was definitely sharp and had a line move. But now that they're at three, do the public love them, and does it become a trendy 11? Whole point here is let's identify the fishy moves, then put a tack in it. Give it a couple days. Let the madness and the excitement build up. Then we'll kind of monitor these, and we'll kind of make sure that hopefully – because every game of these guys – I want to be on the, the uh, contrarian side. I want to be on the side getting less than 50% of tickets, but really less than 40%, less than 30%. Uh, so I don't want to, you know, walk ourselves into a corner here based on fishy, fishy numbers. We want the fishy number to also be contrarian. So a good way to do that is to wait this thing out. Uh, real quick before we take our break, uh, first four. First four unders, guys. These first four unders have been fantastic. It's kind of an auto bet for me over the years. Over the last decade, your first four playing games – the under is 23 and 13, 64%. So all eyes are on you. It's a quick turnaround after the conference tournaments. It's a neutral court. Uh, there's a lot of pressure. You see these unders really, really come through. So a couple of these would be Texas A&M, Texas Southern. Uh, I think that line actually rose a little bit. It was 134 and a half up to 135 and a half. So maybe that's an inflated line opportunity there. Uh, what were your other first fours? Um, where are they? I think it was Notre Dame Rutgers. Was that another one? That was 132. Pretty much hasn't moved off that. I think Bryant Wright State was that another one? It actually went up 153 to 154 and a half. I forgot what your other first four under or your, what your other first four was. Who was it? Uh, was it Indiana Wyoming? I think that was that. Uh, that's actually pretty sharp. That was 133 down to 132 and a half. So whole point there, guys, is I will be playing these first four unders. Uh, great system match here. So something that uh, we can talk about and, uh, and and monitor as we get closer to the first four, which begin tomorrow. And also, guys, we got NIT. 
Uh, we got the CBI. I think, are they playing the CIT or CBI? They always change here, but the NIT is what they always do. Uh, so it's not just the madness. We'll be betting other games as well. Uh, there you have it, guys. Just to wet your whistle. Nothing crazy, but just some things to, to think about with the contrarian bracket and some of these fishy numbers. Remember, if it doesn't make sense, if the, if the worst seed is favored, if the team with the worst one-loss record is favored, if the line's going away from the trendy side, it's the best time of year to go contrarian and take advantage of these situations. So, uh, again, wet your whistle, much more to get to, and hopefully I'll be sweating these games with you guys in person just a few days from now. Uh, with that being said, we're going to take a very, very short break. When we get back, let's actually talk some games to get down on tonight. There's only one game in the NHL, but I got to bet on it. Uh, NBA got five plays. We'll hit on that all when we return as the madness is upon us. Uh, best time of year, in my opinion, guys. Uh, get ready. We're talking NHL and NBA when we return on episode 536 of the VEASAN Market Insights Podcast with me, your buddy, your host, the guy you grind and sweat with in the arena every single day, your buddy, Josh Applebaum. Stick with us, guys. We'll be right back. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
All right, everyone, we are back at it. Starting our new week here, our March Madness week. Cannot wait. Baseball is back. Free agency in the NFL is popping off right now. Uh, but, of course, all eyes on March Madness. We started off talking some fishy lines, talking about how to create a contrarian bracket. Looking back toward last week, great week overall, guys. 57 and 29 plus 13.88 units. But now let's talk about some games we can actually sweat tonight because I know the excitement of March Madness is fantastic, but it's like, hey, can I bet on something? Yes, there's NBA and NHL. So I want to start with the NHL. NHL first play on the board for me guys it's the only play it's the only game in the night also the NHL what's up with your scheduling you only have one game tonight and then you have 11 tomorrow can you give me like five tonight and six tomorrow uh but anyway I digress give me the Ottawa Senators here guys really huge steam move uh and a big system match for me on the Senators they're at home against the Arizona Coyotes so number one Big move here in terms of the line. What is the line telling you? You look at uh, the Ottawa Senators. They open as low as a minus 120 favorite at home. You've seen them get steamed up all the way to minus 150. Some of these shops even creeping up closer to minus 160. So big move toward Ottawa. They would match number one, home favorite with a line move in their favor. 231 and 103, 69% this year. 5.4% return on investment. Uh, you also look at uh, both missed the playoffs last year take the favorite 129 and 61 68% 11.5% ROI and then our big one here uh which is again so I think we created this just a few weeks ago but a home favorite off a win versus a team who missed the playoffs last year 82 and 29 74% 16.2% ROI I also want to bet against Arizona uh they've been really bad as a dog 17 and 39 on the road they're 9 16 and 3 you are getting some injured guys back uh, for the Senators, which is nice. And Brown just came back. Uh, and then offense, defense. You know, the edges would go to Ottawa, especially at home with this line move in the system match. Ottawa's offense, 2.7 goals a game versus 2.6 for Arizona. Nothing crazy, but slight edge. Defensively, Ottawa giving up 3.3 goals a game, 3.6 for Arizona. So bu bunch of system matches, real sharp line move here. Let's go Ottawa, get it done at home. I bet the Ottawa Senators minus 150. Uh, now over to the NHL. Uh, I was going to say the NHL. See me, I want some more NHL. Are my Boston Bruins playing tomorrow night? Let me find out. Yeah, they're at Chicago. There we go. Ooh, the B's already got hit. Minus 165 to minus 180. Let's go. Uh, but anyway, fourth tight in the NBA. I'm going to I'm gonna get down in some NBA tonight, guys. So first one on the board for me, Clippers, Cavs. Give me the under in this one. Uh, under 212.5. Try to find the hook on the 212.5. Now, this game, uh, the total open 211.5. Didn't really move at all. Uh, I did see it get bet up to 212.5. And, and part of that... Uh, to me was a lot of these really good players for the Clippers resting, which doesn't make too much sense because uh, if you look at Marcus Morris, Jackson, and Covington, they're all resting tonight. This team is going to be really, really shorthanded. So I thought that, you know, with these good offensive players out, the total would fall. Maybe the idea is they're good defensively and now they're not in the lineup, but I'm still going to play the under here, under 212 and a half. Just a lot of reasons to like this under. Cleveland is the 27th pace team in the NBA. The Clippers are 17. So both bottom half of the NBA in terms of slow, like Virginia in college basketball. Slow, fewer possessions, fewer opportunities to score. Offensively, Cleveland is 20th. The Clippers are 26th. So you're in the bottom echelon in terms of offense. Defensively, actually two of the best defensive teams. Cleveland, number four. Clippers, number eight. You also look at home road splits, guys. Cleveland is 22-8 and eight to the under at home. Clippers are 22-13 and 13 to the under on the road. And these teams did meet October 27th. I know it was kind of like right when the season began. But it was a 92-79 uh, score. So it's kind of fishy again that some of these guys are out, yet the total rose. But I think that 212.5 is going to be your high water mark. I hit the under 212.5. I think this thing maybe gets back down closer to around 211.5. So give me the Cleveland. Again, slow pace, bad offense, great defense. Clippers, uh, great at, to the under at, on the road. Cleveland, great to the under at home. Give me Cleveland under 212.5. Next play for me. Uh, I was surprised this line got all the way down to 1.5. The Nuggets and the 76ers give me... The Denver Nuggets in this one. Uh, this is a kind of a sharp reverse line move or a line freeze type play. So public with James Harden obviously wants to sweat the Sixers every single night. We want to take advantage of the Sixers in a schedule spot that's going to be tough for them tonight. Sixers on the second leg of a back-to-back. -back. Uh, whereas you look Denver, they're off two losses and they haven't played since the 12th. So a good team like Denver, a proud team. Uh, again, also for MVP, Jokic against Embiid. You know, if you want to uh, think about your MVP MVP ticket here, they're kind of uh, you know neck and neck. I believe Embiid is a slight favorite uh, over Jokic, but it's getting closer. Uh, but anyway, uh, public is all over the Sixers at home, even though they're second leg of a back-to-back, -back, and even though Denver has the rest advantage. But we've seen this line fall. Uh, a lot of these books, openers, I saw an opener as high as like five or six. And that had to be, uh, maybe five was kind of your true number, even like a, I saw some openers that were like four and a half, four. Either way, if you even go off like a three and a half opener, the line's down to three. 
So the line is going toward the Nuggets, even though big majority of bets are on the Sixers. And again, just like when I was getting prepping for the pod, uh, the Nuggets were down to one and a half. So I don't know what caused that one and a half up to three. It might have been the fact that, you know, um, Embiid and Harden, maybe the odds makers were saying they could rest this game. I think they are going to play. So the line went back up a little bit. But either way, I almost like it better now Denver getting three. Uh, again, line freeze or reverse line move. You do look at um, road teams with big moves. Uh, so to, if you look the opener like a five and now it's down to three, get at least a, a point and a half to the road team. Those teams are 30 and 18 against the spread, 62% this year. Uh, you also look in terms of uh, road referees, all three road refs, which is nice. Uh, Matt Boland, Eric Lewis, and JB DeRosa. In particular, Lewis and Boland, both 54, 55% to that road team. So hopefully that benefits Jokic tonight. Uh, and offensively, Denver is ninth, Philly is 14th. Now, of course, with Harden, they're probably better than that. Uh, but Denver, a good team off two losses. They have a rest advantage. Second leg of a back-to-back. Line is moving to the Nuggets. Give me Nuggets plus three in this matchup. Uh, next one for me, it's a really, really inflated number, and I have to go under in this one. Give me the under 241 for the T-Wolves and the Spurs. Uh, this total actually opened 237 and a half. It's been bet up all the way to 241. So uh, for sure, it's a high number, and there was some over money that caused it to go even higher. But I think this is going to be your high watermark for this number. So I wouldn't call this a sharp play. To me, this is a value play on a, a, on a, on a big inflated line that we can get the high watermark, I believe. And then also, surprisingly, um, even though Minnesota is one of your best over teams this year, uh, Minnesota is 4-1 to the under the last five. Uh, Minnesota is 12th in defense, which kind of surprised me. And then San Antonio Spurs, 6-1 to the under their last seven, 5-0 to the under their last five at home. And the last four, uh, five games between these two teams head-to-head, the under's 4-1. They met back in November as a 115 and 90 game. So for sure, there was over money here that caused that thing uh, so high to go up even higher. But now it's at 241. To me, I'm going to get down and buy low and get that under 241 and hope that the Spurs uh, trending to the under recently continues. Give me Spurs under inflated 241. Next play for me, I love this one. It's kind of going back the other way here. I'm starting to get a little bit nervous with the Bucks and the Jazz, um, but I'm going to money line Milwaukee. Uh, I know Rudy Gobert was, uh, I think he was just designated in the lineup here. And I'm wondering if someone is out for Milwaukee. I'm starting to get a little bit nervous here, but I'm going to stay with Milwaukee. Because um, when I wrote, when I did the pod, Milwaukee opened like minus one, got up to minus two. Gobert was deemed in. He was questionable. Line got down to one. And I think it may be going down to pick him. I even see some shops now to jazz minus one. Uh, maybe I'm going to be, you know, walking into a buzzsaw here. But there are a couple reasons I like Milwaukee anyway. Number one, uh, they have a big rest advantage. Milwaukee uh, hasn't played since, yeah, actually both teams last played on the 12th, but here's the thing. Uh, the Jazz played the 11th and the 12th, and now today, the Bucks played the 9th, the 12th, and now today. So basically the Jazz are playing their third game in four days, so that's kind of a tough spot here. Uh, and they also have Bogdanovich, who is out, I believe, I want to make sure it's the right Bogdanovich. Yeah, because there's the, 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 uh, the Hawks one, and then there's the Jazz one, but Bogdanovich is out. Uh, I don't know about Conley, whether he's going to play or not. Go, it looks like Gobert is in. But you do have a 50-50 bet split. And I know the line's going back to the Jazz a little bit here. Again, gets me a little bit nervous. But I think this is a good spot to back Milwaukee, who's rested uh, and coming off a loss to Golden State, whereas the Jazz are off a win, but they're playing their third game in four days. Uh, the road refs would also, would also benefit Milwaukee a ton here. You have Tony Brothers, Michael Smith, and Scott Wall, all between uh, 52 and 55%. To the road team. So we got road refs. Again, I don't love the fact the line's going back to the Jazz, but Milwaukee, we're getting at a money line price uh, with a third and four night spot for the Jazz, and they are going to be down at least uh, Bogdanovich. Give me Milwaukee here on the money line. Shop around. You're pretty much a minus 110 right now or a pick em number. You may even be able to get a plus one. If it's a plus one, I'll take it. I'm starting to get worried. This does seem a little fishy, uh, but give me the minus 105 Milwaukee on the money line. Then last play for me, guys. Uh, I'll totally admit, I was driving back from the DraftKings studio. Uh, I did the Selection Sunday show yesterday. It was a really great time. Um, and thank you to um, Brian Rogers, Bill D, the whole crew who uh, gave me that opportunity. It was just awesome. Uh, and I tell you what, that's that uh, that studio is awesome. And they have a top floor in downtown Boston uh, by Fenway Park. And they have, like, video games. They have, like, a whole, uh, like, cafeteria with games playing. And they order pizzas. And I'm like, uh, they have, uh, you know, a barber, in-house barber. So they treat their employees pretty well at DraftKings. That's pretty cool. I was uh, impressed by that. Uh, but anyway, I was coming home, and the Tom Brady news broke, and all your Boston talk radio on my drive home, it was like a 45-minute drive home, it all ended. I think it was like maybe 9 o'clock. So the rest of the night driving home, I was listening to the national radio. And typically the national radio to me is terrible, god-awful. Uh, but 
they there was there was someone who came on who made a really good point about the Lakers and their Lakers defense. Uh, there are some metrics with the Lakers defense, and they play zero defense. They're talking about Malik Monk, uh, Carmelo Anthony, a bunch of these older guys. Number one, they're old. Number two, they play zero defense. So what does that mean? The Lakers, and it makes sense to me. I looked it up, and I had we had bet some Lakers overs here. I think the last time on Friday night, didn't we bet the Laker over? And I think we hit it. Yeah, Lakers and I forgot who they played. Washington. We got that over Friday night. But anyway, it made sense to me. He did this whole thing about how they're terrible defensively. Then you look at their record for their totals. They're 38 and 29 to the over. They've been an over team all year. 20 and 16 at home to the over, 18 and 13 away to the over. So if you're old and you play no defense, that's a good recipe for an overplay here. So I'm going to go Raptors, Lakers over. Total open 224, 224 and a half, and the bet up to 225. I got the over 225. First off, systems, uh, non-conference overs, nothing crazy, but they're 53% this year. Uh, you also get overs since February 1st. They're 54%. And you do have uh, two of the best over teams in general here who have trended to the, to the over regardless, 35 and 32 to the over Toronto. And again, as I mentioned, 38 and 29 to the over Lakers here. So give me the over. Uh, Lakers are 5-1 and one to the over their last six. Toronto is 4-2 and two to the over their last six on the road. And even though they're slow and old, actually, sorry, they're not slow. They're old. Uh, but the Lakers actually have the sixth fastest paced team uh, in terms of tempo in the NBA. Uh, so system matches over refs uh, Lakers playing no defense. I think we get a high scoring game tonight. Give me the Lakers over 225. So here are five bets. Uh, or I guess we can add the NHL Ottawa minus 150 NBA Cleveland under 212 and a half Denver plus three Minnesota inflated under 241 Milwaukee again I'm starting to get nervous about this one but I'm, I'm gonna dance with the one who brung me Milwaukee money line minus 105 and Toronto late night let's have another high scoring game of the Lakers over 225 uh, so with that being said guys another day another dollar hopefully we uh you know hit on a, little, a few things here for March Madness you don't have to get it all on on a Monday here there's more time for the bets to build up print out your uh, your bracket here maybe take a contrarian approach again vcin.com we have a great bracket that you can use uh, print fill out um, hopefully we wet your whistle and again, look for things that don't make sense. Try to combine it with a line move. And again, I want to be against the public in pretty much all these March madness games. Cause this is when the public really, really comes into play. So, uh, a lot to get to. We hit on a bunch of it guys. Uh, reminder, if you enjoy the pod, if it's helped you cash some bets. If you had a great week again, 57 and 29 plus 13.88 units, it was a great week overall. Uh, you want to let me know you appreciate the hard work I put in grinding in the arena every single day. There's one thing I ask of you buy my book. Go to Amazon.com, type in the Everything Guide to Sports Betting, pick up a copy for you or for a friend. It would mean a lot to me. It's got a full chapter on how to bet March Madness. You get it now. Hopefully Bezos' drone drops it in your front uh, your front porch pretty soon. Uh, but how lines are set, how and why they move, how to read line movement, how to go contrarian, how to locate sharp action, how to place a bet in person or online, all included there, as well as bankroll management, tips and strategies, uh, and, of course, um, how to create uh, a gambling community, also some tips there as well. So all included in my book, The Everything Guide to Sports Betting. Pick up a copy for you or for a friend. It will mean a lot to me. Uh, with that being said, whether I see you at the Borgata in Atlantic City, Twin River in Rhode Island, the Brook in New Hampshire, Foxwoods, or Mohegan Sun in Connecticut, bumping into you in the virtual matrix where handle records are being broken every day in the great state of New York, or, of course, out in the desert where, guys, we got to get a countdown going. I'll be there late Wednesday night. Uh, probably not going to get much done. I'll probably write the newsletter and go to bed. Who knows? Maybe place a couple bets. Uh, but really, it all kicks off for me Thursday. And Thursday, I will be doing uh, Betting Cross America, Lombardi Line. I'll do my hit with Danny Burke, all live there at the South Point and then at Circa. And that's really when all the games start. We're going to have a lot of fun. So excited to see you guys in just a couple days. Get ready. I got to get my – I got to start packing up, uh, packing my bag here. Let's go. Uh, but, of course, guys, um, if you enjoy the pod um, and, and, again, you, you feel like maybe uh, you're getting sharper here – uh, grab my book, pick up a copy, and if you don't get in time for the madness, get in time here so I can sign it and, and buy you a drink when I see you out in Vegas in a couple days here. So uh, with that being said, guys, uh, of course, as always, stay sharp, stay contrarian, bet against the public, place yourself on the side of the house, always be with the smart money, never against it. Will smart money win every time? Of course not. If you haven't realized yet, the betting market is hard. That's why if you have a week where you stack you know, almost 14 units, uh, you know, get get make allow that to give you a little bit of confidence, but also say, hey, you know, we're beating a, a good market here. There, there are weeks when we're up, weeks when we're down. It happens. Uh, but always remember, you're never as hot as you think when you're when you're up. You're never as cold as you think when you're down. You're somewhere in the middle. Uh, but, of course, betting is hard. But if we can consistently find that sweet spot against the public, with the house, with the pros, flat bet, no parlays, low bets, higher dollar bet discrepancies, um, and, of course, uh, shopping around, getting the best number and getting closing line value, 
guess what? We're going to be okay long term. Uh, so with that being said, guys, uh, you're going to flash me. How about from yesterday? A Richmond plus three and a half. How about a Yale plus three and a half? How about a Tennessee fade the trendy dog? Everybody's got to go. You got to go Texas A&M. They've been beating everybody as a dog. Oh, yeah? Well, then why are they getting 80% of bets, and yet Tennessee didn't move off the six and a half? Fade that trendy dog. And I know there's going to be some trendy dogs in madness, so we're going to have to just keep an eye out for them. And, of course, Houston buying low uh, on the money line came through. Just do not show me a Purdue ticket. Uh, I felt I was really worried about that, even though we got closing line value. Uh, but, hey, tip your cap to Iowa. I think they're plus 550 to make the final four, something like that. Maybe they're a Cinderella-type team. But anyway, guys, go Cats, go. Can't wait to sweat UVM when I'm out there in Vegas. I wish you the best of luck. Have a great Monday. Hope to see you on Betting Across America later today from 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern time. Continue to grind. Just stick with it, guys. It is the best time of the year. The madness is upon us. Uh, time to fill out some brackets starting from the inside and working our way out. And uh, hopefully anyone but Gonzaga wins. That would be my goal here. So, uh, of course, have a great day. I'll see you in Vegas in just a couple days, guys. I wish you the best of luck. Uh, continue to grind. And when I see you at the book and for a few days from now, show me one of those tickets, Richmond, Tennessee, Houston. Hopefully you'll have some more uh, after tonight. And guess what? First one's on me. Next one's on you. We're going to post a bat, uh, the South point at Circa at Mandalay Bay. And we are going to embrace the madness guys. Have a great, great Monday. Uh, enjoy your week. We'll be back at it tomorrow and uh, I'll be seeing you in Sin City before you know it. Uh, and don't forget to tip your ticket writer. Have a great Monday guys. Good luck. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.